Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Okay, I have a special treat for you today. I have three of my children here to interview. Um, My two daughters are college students at a secular university, and their brother is going to be a freshman at Iowa State University very soon. Um, I'm going to ask them some questions, and they're going to speak as if they're giving advice to their little brother. But first, I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you. Um, Be a little strange for me, since I know you well, but Shay, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? My name is Shay. I will be a junior in the fall at the University of Iowa. Um, I study elementary education. Yeah. Okay, well, my name is Tess. I'm going to be a second-year grad student in the fall um, in speech pathology. What made you guys decide to go to the University of Iowa? Um, for me, I'd grown up in Ames my whole life um, and wanted something a little bit separate from Ames uh, and a little bit more independent. And so I decided to go to University of Iowa. My brother was already there, so that was kind of a draw as well. Okay, a little background. Our oldest, Luke Haverkamp, um, went with the Veritas Church Plant um, when that happened, probably about six or so years ago, and he was part of the student ministry, and his sisters saw that and wanted to get involved. Okay, Shay, why don't you give us a little background? Yeah, I had a tough time deciding why I wanted to go to college. I eventually decided on Iowa just because um, it was a little further away from home, so I had some more independence, but mostly because I had a brother and sister there, and I wanted, I was excited to do life with them and wanted to be a part of the Veritas Church Plant and Salt over there. Thanks. Okay, Cole, it's your turn. Um, I'll be going to Iowa State in the fall for mechanical engineering. Excellent. Did you think about the spiritual implications of attending a secular university when you decided to go to Iowa, or was it just kind of a choice that you made? Well, we've gone to public school throughout elementary and high school, so I think a public university was just kind of the next step in that. Um, So I didn't really think a lot about the spiritual implications. I know I was known as a party school, and so I considered that, but uh, other than that, not much. You sure? Yeah, I, academically, as far as going to Iowa, I didn't think it would be that much different than going to a public high school. And that sometimes our values didn't align. So Mm -hmm. I was prepared for that. Um, I don't know if I put a ton of thought into the social aspect of going to Iowa. Just because I thought I would be involved in a different culture than maybe what you would think of as the typical Iowa party scene. Right. So if you were giving your little brother some advice about um, his first few weeks at Iowa State and how to remain set apart, what would it be? I think it was really helpful to initially get involved with the student ministry on campus. That's where I met a lot of my friends. That's where um, I met a lot of older students who mentored me. And once I had that kind of foundation, that groundwork, it was a lot easier for me to be satisfied not participating either in the party culture or um, becoming obsessed with school or there's a lot of different things that'll draw you in college but if you have that that foundation it's a lot easier to have that yeah I would agree with that I also think yes it's important to get involved in a college ministry it's important to stay involved in your church um, but 
I don't view you, I view you as pretty grounded and not um, necessarily looking for acceptance in the party scene. So something I would say to you is a lot of people think college is a time to indulge themselves and to be very self, self-focused. self The culture will tell you like college is a time to find yourself and find what you're interested in. And um, Christianity is not about like indulging yourself. So a good way to stay set apart and focused on God is to focus on loving other people and not just sticking within that Christian community, but looking outside of it and finding ways to love people, whether that means like opening your dorm room and talking to people or sitting with somebody who's lonely in the dining hall because there's a lot of lonely people in dining halls. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so find ways to love other people. So um, would you say it's wise for Cole to make friends that are non-Christians or unwise? I think both. We were talking about this at church the other week about a good friend is somebody who spurs you on to know God more and preaches the gospel to you. So I think that a true friend um, and a godly friend is going to have to be a Christian if they're going to spur you on to um, know Christ more. But in the same way, I don't think that you should only be associating with people who are Christians because college is an incredible opportunity. Never again will you be living surrounded by so many people who don't know Uh Jesus. And we see this, I'm sure Iowa State is full of lost people too, but there's a lot of lost people at Iowa and a lot of darkness. And every day in all of your classes, you'll be surrounded by people who don't know Jesus. Your your next door neighbor in your dorm room um, could not know Jesus. There's people from all over the world. Um, At Iowa, there's a lot of Chinese students. There's a lot of students I've met from Saudi Arabia. And it's just an incredible experience to be able to share what you love. So Getting to know those people and sharing um, life with them, I think, is extremely valuable as well. But, Cole, as your mother, you also have to be the leader in those relationships in the sense that you need to rub off on them rather than letting them pull you in a direction that's not healthy. As we talk about being a light in your community, what are some ways that you guys feel like you can be set apart just in your classes, in your everydayness of life? How can you be set apart? I think a big way that sets you apart... Um, College students love to gripe about their classes, love to talk down about their professors, and um, just being not willing to participate in that really will set you apart. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. true. I think another way that this is especially, I've seen this in the church a lot, is Christians sometimes don't care about their schoolwork because they'll think, oh, it's much more important for me to uh, read my Bible or form this relationship or be... Um, investing in the gospel in this way and they'll kind of put their classes on a back burner and not be a hard school worker Mm -hmm. and I think one way that you can stand out is respecting your professors enough to um, do their work and participate in class and be a hard worker because you can glorify God by working hard in your schoolwork and a lot of times that might reflect Christ better to your classmates and to your professors than skipping doing your homework or doing a really poor job on a paper so you can do something that you might perceive as more like quote-unquote spiritual. Uh-huh. That's a really good word. Working hard in itself um, can bring God great glory. So is it important for you um, every time you meet a friend to immediately share the gospel with them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading a book in college called Out of the Salt Shaker. 
And so this girl was talking about lifestyle evangelism. And she said she would often just have people over to a place for an ice cream social and then pray before they came that they would feel the love of Christ through that. And she was not even um, very verbose with her words. She just tried really to show them love while they're there and acceptance. And I think we can do a lot of things like that, like you were saying, having people over to your home, that really show people the love of Christ because they're accepted and they feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. There's a balance, I think. There's a temptation, especially for me, to view people as projects Mm -hmm. and think, okay, I'm going to get this job and make relationships with my coworkers in order to win them to Christ. Uh-huh. It's hard to have an authentic relationship where you're really loving people if you like your only goal is, uh-huh. like, okay, when are we going to share the gospel with them? Um, there's definitely an aspect of like me having to pray, like, God, give me real love for this person. Like, help me see them as you see them. And um, yeah, the relationships where I've been able to see people as friends, mm-hmm. um, not a friend that's like pulling me along with Christ, but a friend that's like sharing life with me and sharing mm-hmm. the hard things as well. Um, out of that friendship almost always comes conversations about Christ, but maybe not in the first, in the first meeting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think for me, you kind of got the opposite side. I'm the kind of person who will make friends and really want to please them. Uh-huh. And so um, sometimes it's hard for me to engage in those conversations about Christ um, for fear of losing uh, their friendship or something like that. And so it's important to also be intentional. Like Shay said, it's a balance. There's that phrase that some people say that are like, speak, always speak the gospel and if necessary, use words. Uh-huh. Like, I think that's really dumb because <laughs> like you can love a person all you like, but like they're not going to just know that your love is from Jesus unless uh-huh. you share about Jesus. So you can't just go and be like, I'm going to love a lot of people. Like you got to, yeah, if you if you want to intentionally be drawing people towards Christ, you got to be saying the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. And a lot of times it just comes out in the way you live your life. Um, just like, oh, this happened today and like God is so good and uh-huh. I trust that this good thing is from God and it's excellent. Okay, so what from an introvert? Cole, would you classify yourself as an introvert or extrovert? Introvert. What if I'm an introvert and I really don't like to go out and talk to people? Like, what do I do then in college? Because I just kind of want to stay in my room in a fuzzy blanket and study. And maybe talk to my roommate. And I think that's okay sometimes. And sometimes you're going to need that just for your mental health, for your sanity. And, um, but you're also going to come in contact with a lot of people just by the nature of college. You're going to be in classes every day with your classmates. You're going to be in the dining hall every day with a bunch of people. Um, but they, what if I want to sit by myself? You can, <laughs> if you want to. It gets a little lonely. I, if you sit by yourself, like, you're missing out, I think. I sat by myself a lot my freshman year, and it's no fun, first of all. And you're, like, you're just missing out. There's literally people from all over the world that you could be getting to know. Okay, you talked about the social side of living out your faith as a Christ follower in a secular university, but now talk to me about the academic side. Hmm. That's a good question. That's something Tess and I have talked about a lot. I think maybe I've experienced a little more adversity in that area. Than te- would you say that's true? Than you yeah, Tess? I would say that um, in my area, and maybe even in Coles of Engineering, um, I have not experienced a lot of adversity just uh, because of the content of my classes. But Shay definitely has. 
yeah, I would say this last year, some of my classes have been um, difficult for me to try to find a way to both respect my professors and represent Christ well, um, not just because I want to respect my professors, but because I care about my reputation and I don't want people to think I'm a freak. Um, yeah, so maybe a few examples. Um, this year in one of my classes, we were asked to write one solution that we think uh, would make the world better. So one person to solve the problems of the world, one thing. And I, we were given half an hour to write and I wrote, I was just writing and thinking like, is this not a final exam? No, it's just okay. a thing. Like okay. Jesus is the only one who's going to solve our world problems and just a great opportunity to talk about Jesus and like, wow, what a great opportunity to like share Jesus. And the class like ended up having a half hour discussion about how we need to recycle more. And it can be really defeating to constantly be told things um, and talk about things that are completely against your worldview. I think the hardest class I've taken in that aspect has been human relations. Um, I just feel like sometimes they're spewing lies and it's hard to want to work hard in your classes Mm -hmm. when they're not teaching you what you believe is truth and they're telling you that what you believe is truth is terrible and um, just against everything culture says and immoral and um, just plain wrong. That's It can be hard and really defeating. Mm -hmm. How did your professors respond when you write papers like you told me about? Um, Yeah, so when you're faced with that, I think you have a couple of ways to respond. You can just be quiet and just kind of let the lies be told because you feel like you're one person and you can't really do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Or you could choose to be vocal in class um, and be like, stand up for truth, which I think is great. Um, I didn't do that very often because I was terrified and that was one person. And I thought, you know, how am I going to make a difference? Um, Yeah. So maybe for some people that is what you should do. You should stand up in class and represent Christ. Well, what I ended up doing in a lot of my classes was I had a chance to write responses and I would spend it a dumb long amount of time yeah, writing, writing these responses to my professor because I wanted to find a way that I could really think about these issues and show him that I wasn't, he had a view of Christians that were just like, didn't think through their, couldn't think well. Like he thought that Christians couldn't reason well because we disagreed with the things that, um, either they're things of science or social things. So a lot of like hot topics like gay marriage, you're going to be taught opposite ideas in the church and you're on your school mm-hmm. or, um, I don't know, like different, we talked about sexual fluidity a lot. And I was like, no, like God created people, male and female. And like, there's, it's important. And that's part mm-hmm. of God's creation or, um, design. Like in my biology class, we ran into a lot of conflict talking about evolution and creationism and like just completely discrediting what Mm -hmm. I believe to be true and like just thinking that everyone that thinks that is stupid so something I chose to do is to write out responses because I felt like I had more time to think think and like I don't think I converted my professor but Mm -hmm. I also think that he was able to see a picture of a person who loved Christ that wasn't being ignorant but Mm -hmm. who had thought through their responses well was your was your professor respectful? Did they, when they responded, did they say respectful things or kind of derogatory things? It depends on the professor. Um, it can 
Sometimes professors can be hurtful. I would say rarely do you get a professor that is purposely hurtful, that's like trying to um, bring you down. But most of the time it's professors who, I think the thing that hurts the most is people teaching lies as if they're truth Hmm. or talking about Christianity as if people that believe that are ignorant. I Mm -hmm. think that's more hurtful than somebody saying, like standing up and like saying you're wrong, but like just like teaching it as it's truth. And like, you know, like this isn't truth. You can feel really singled out and alone. And that's why community is important. It's been important for me to like talk through that Mm -hmm. stuff with Tess Mm -hmm. and with my connection group at Salt and um, be really grounded in the Bible. Not that I've I've always responded well. There's Mm -hmm. been a lot of times where I've just like sat quietly and like, things be said that I know aren't true and I probably should have stood up for truth in those moments more than I have. So it's a good example, you think, as a Christ follower to invest in those classes that you think are teaching you wrong things and not to just blow them off? Yes, I think it's important. I like going to a secular university and learning a different viewpoint, even though it's hard. I think it's important for me um, to know the other side so that I understand where people are coming from and I can be compassionate towards those people. Um, But it also helps me become more grounded in Christianity because maybe something will come up and I'll be like, Mm -hmm. hmm, I've never thought about that before. Like, how does this fit into what I believe about Jesus? And it's helped me become stronger in my faith because I grew up in the church and... It's more, it's not like, okay, my parents believe this, so I believe this, but like, oh, that's really hard to believe. How does this fit in with Jesus? And uh-huh. it forces you to look to your Bible for truth and talk to other Christians. So I'm going to give a little plug for Summit Ministries. Both of you went to a worldview conference uh, after you graduated from high school and before you entered college called Summit. Um, that is something we've found really valuable for our kids because it helps them to think rightly on how um, God designed our world and manhood and womanhood and just basic biblical worldview issues. Do you think that is something that also helped you? Um, Give me an example of something they taught you, maybe one of you in Summit, that helped you in college. Summit's great. You should all go to Summit. (laughs) They give you a very foundational... um view for what a Christian worldview should look like. And so for somebody who has never studied um, apologetics, it kind of gives you a foundation that kind of like Shay talked about. Now she has those resources that she can go back to to kind of help launch her um, her papers or her responses back in those classes. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think maybe without Summit, I might be a lot less angry at some of the things Mm. that college teaches me because I wouldn't know that they are opposing Mm. what Christ teaches. So maybe, especially in like my human relations classes, I wouldn't know that um, some of the things that we're teaching me, like they don't fit in with what Christ teaches Mm -hmm. and it might not be obvious, (laughs) but if you think about it, you're like, oh, like... Yeah, that's not according to his yeah. design. Well, I think when a lot of people think about these types of discussions, they're imagining um, like a biology class where the teacher is discussing evolution. Mm-hmm. And for the majority of people, that's not going to be the case in their classes. Mm-hmm. A lot of time it's going to be more social issues. It's more subtle, be, maybe. Yeah, more subtle. It's going to be te- things like teaching that 
social, like, social betterment is, like, the end goal of mankind, and, like, things like, like yeah, recycling is gonna, ser- like, solve all the world's problems. Mm-hmm. What have I gotten angry about? Yeah, Tess? Shay came home one day that I remember, and her class had just discussed about how humankind was getting better and better and better, and kind of reaching mm-hmm. towards a point of enlightenment. And looking back in history, she could see that wasn't true. Um, just even if you look in the Old Testament, you can see that's not true. Oh, just read Romans 1 through 3. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then education, something I get a lot is um, all people are inherently good and all children are inherently good and you just need to like foster their goodness. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, like all children are sinners and they need to be like shown Jesus. So... Cole, you just got back from Summit about a month ago. What's one thing that you carried away from that Worldview Conference that will help you um, as you go to ISU? One thing. You're reading a book called Tactics. Tell me about that. Uh, I guess the biggest thing that I brought home was just the knowledge of the different worldviews and how much my worldview can also contradict others' worldviews. Um, And just how to talk to people who don't believe the same as I do. That's great. Summit teaches you not how to, more how to think faithfully, how Mm -hmm. to um, live out your faith, not with your heart, but with your mind and the way that you think through media and what's been thrown in there. It helps you sift through. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they really impress the idea that ideas have consequences and that, uh, you really do need to follow every idea that's taught you in order to find its consequences. Excellent. It goes back to the verse I always quote about <clears throat> Romans 12 to do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that is a great verse to kind of sum up how uh, Summit mm-hmm. likes to teach about biblical worldview. Just because it's being taught in a lecture in a classroom does not mean it's truth. We have to learn. You can be passionate about something and you'd be passionately wrong. Yeah. All right. Good advice. I'm very proud of you guys. So, would either of you like to pray about um, these things? Because there's a lot of girls they're getting nervous about now because they know they're leaving home. And it's going to be a whole new thing. And they know it's going to be hard to reflect Christ in a secular university. So would you like to pray that they'd be a light in the darkness? Yeah, I'd love to pray for us. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that my siblings and I and my mom can just come together and know you and talk about you. um, And share in you together. And I pray for my university right now. University of Iowa, that you would be a light there in the darkness and that um, the church in Iowa City would be able to represent you well. I also pray for uh, people who are heading off to college here in the next few weeks, people who are Christ followers, that they would um, represent you well and be a light to all the people who are going to be gathering at universities in the fall. I pray that they would be united and that they would be not full of fear, God, but full of courage. And most of all, that they would trust you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. This was so fun for me.
Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?